No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Hey guys, it's Mike here. Thanks for listening to No Thanks Needed. We have picked up a bunch of new listeners in the last week or two. And to you guys, I say welcome to the people that are returning listeners. I love you. I love the new people too. I don't want to be seen to be playing favorites. For those that don't know me, I'm a stand-up comedian. I run a trivia company and I talk on the radio from time to time. I love that you're here. Let's go. No Thanks Needed News. This week, police raided a Queensland karaoke bar and fined a patron $4,000, $2,000 for breaching social distancing and $2,000 for murdering Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. It was also announced this week that Schoolies has been cancelled for this year. It means an entire year of high school students will graduate straight to becoming Toolies. A spokesperson for the actual Toolies says, whilst it is disappointing, it's not like they can't miss a year. They've been coming every year since 2014, and they're not about to stop now. You're listening to Mike Van Acker. Beware of cheap imitations. Can I just say I am so glad I'm a bloke. There was drama in my house this week evolving around our 17-year-old girl child, the daughter of my beloved partner. Uh, She went to the hairdresser. Why? Because she had a big week coming up. She's got house captain interviews at school. She's got a formal she's going to Wednesday night. Went to the hairdresser. The hairdresser stuffed it up. Now, Evie has very nice blonde hair. She wanted something done to it. I'm not exactly sure. Looked fine to me, but hey. No one cares what I think. But the hairdresser stuffed it up. I have been told that blonde hair is tricky to do, and that part I already knew because a long time ago, back in the day, I was dating a girl who had very nice blonde hair, went to the hairdresser to get something done, a very similar situation, but in her case, she came back grey. I actually enjoyed that because I was uh, maybe eight years older than her, and she used to constantly pay me out for the fact that I was so much older. So I enjoyed that for the few days, until it was fixed, I was able to pay her out and go, hey, Granny, you ready for bed? You want another coffee, Nana? Yeah, we're not together anymore. Anyway, 17-year-old girl child goes off to the hairdresser, comes back very upset, and it made me realise that I am so glad I'm a bloke. We get a bad haircut, our mates pay us out for a couple of days, it grows back, end of story. Apparently, for a lot of women, a bad haircut or a bad dye job is forever. Anyway... The women folk of our house are out trying to buy hair products that are going to fix this. And I'm not sure of the details, but Drea calls. I'm at home. She's out. She calls and says, can you look in the bathroom for hair color remover? It's in a little tube. I think I've got some there. And I look. It's not there. I can't find it. It's not in the drawers. It's not in the baskets underneath the drawers. I just can't find it. She goes, have a look in the laundry on the shelves there. And I go through and there's baskets of stuff up there. And I suddenly realise she has just got literally dozens, maybe a hundred different products for different occasions. She's got skincare, hair care, shampoo, so many shampoos, so many shampoos for so many different conditions and so many conditioners for use after so many shampoos. She's got exfoliators, hot rollers, straighteners, hairspray, bath bombs, bubble bath, toners, tinters, brushes. Brushes, comma, hair, brushes, comma, makeup. I said to her, babe, you do not need all of this crap. You look great. And she said, I look great because of all that crap. Okay. So when she came home, I was still thinking about it. And I said, babe, how on earth did you accumulate all of that stuff? And she just looked at me and I went, uh-oh. And she said, come with me. And I went, I don't want to. She said, no, come with me. I went, okay. We went out the back door out to my workshop area. She opened the brown belt, which is a a type of cupboard for those that don't know, and she said, look, and she points. She goes, you've got thousands of bolts, screws, 
wall plugs, you've got drill bits, you've got drivers. Down there, three different types of electric saws, you've got three drills. She turns around and says, you've got two lawnmowers, you've got two whippersnippers. Why do you have three leaf blowers? And then she opens my toolbox and says, how many screwdrivers do you need? These are all exactly the same size. Why do you have four hammers? I said, well, you see, all of those tools do different things. And she said, yes, and all of my products do different things too. And my stuff makes me look good and your stuff just makes you swear and drive off to Bunnings to buy more of it. And I said, do you need anything from Hair House Warehouse? Ha, no thanks needed. Okay, so if you are a long-term listener of this podcast, well, you're not, actually, are you? You can't be. There are no long-term listeners. I'm only 11 episodes in, but you know what I mean. If you've been listening in previous weeks, you will know I have an ongoing issue with a local magpie. Now, I realise as far as neighbourhood disputes go, it's not massive. It's not neighbours sort of setting each other's house on fire. In terms of neighbourhood disputes, this one's fairly dodgy, but it's very, very real to the magpie. This year, it started early. That's right, this magpie hates me so much, it went, you know what, I'm coming back early from me holidays, and it's on with the dickhead with the dog and the pram. That's how keen this little bastard is. It's not yet the 1st of September, but this one's already on the job. Happened out the other week, and I did talk about it on the podcast, and I mentioned it on Facebook, and I got all this helpful advice, people saying, if you feed it, it won't attack you. They said, sing to it. One idiot actually said, sing to it. Oh, yes, on a main road in Kalanga, I'm pushing a dog in a dog pram, and I'm going to then stop that and ramp up my chances of looking like the village idiot by then singing up into the sky at a magpie that may or may not be currently screaming down to attack my face. So, no, I'm not doing that. And the last thing I want is to try that hard. I don't want to try that hard and have the magpie going, this guy is so my bitch. Anyway, for now, I've got around that by just walking a different way with my dogs. I just don't go near where the magpie is, but I'm paranoid now. So every time I see a bird at all, I go, is that a magpie? Right, it can be a pigeon. And I'll go, is that a pigeon or is that a magpie in disguise? It really hasn't done much to make me enjoy walking my dogs. But anyway, it's only for six weeks. I can put up with it. But this week, I did a favor for a friend. I've got a mate who lives in Melbourne. He's got a rental property up here and his regular lawn mowing guy was unavailable to do a quick job. He had a tenant move out, new one coming in, needed the lawn done. Rings me up, he goes, mate, you got a bit of time on your hands during the day. Do you reckon you could scoot around there, mow the lawn for me, be a big help, really appreciate it. I go, no worries, dude, I'm on the case. So off I go. As soon as I arrive at the place, it's also on a main road. I get out of the car, right, and I'm about to lift the mower out of the back of my little hatchback. When I see attached to a power pole right outside the house that I've got to mow, a sign that says, beware native bird swooping and I straight away went you have got to be shitting me so I read the sign it says what you can do to protect yourself would include wearing a hat move quickly through the area but do not run and my favorite do not provoke the magpie do not provoke the magpie what have I ever done to provoke a magpie I've just existed that's been provocation enough apparently and these things seem to think that I want to climb the tree and eat their eggs. Oh, scrambled magpie eggs on toast. Oh, you can really taste the aggressive bird. I've never done that, yet somehow they think I'm their enemy. I'm not. Well, I kind of am now, but that's their fault. They started this. What am I, eight years old? They started it, but they bloody did. In any case, there's work to be done, and I'm here to do it. So I go, you know what? It'll be fine. No biggie. Because so far, I haven't seen the magpie. I'm going, maybe it's at the movies. Maybe it's gone shopping. Maybe it's off with its partner magpie, 
making babies. I don't know what magpies do with their time off. Anyway, I'm just just at the point where I'm going, I might be okay here. Went, and you hear this kind of flappy sound of the wings and then you kind of this weird sort of pecky vibe on uh, the hat that I was wearing because I'm sun smart and also terrified. They say wear a hat. I used to walk the dogs wearing a, a, a baseball cap. Then I switched to one of those bunnies gardening hats because they're the kind of a wider brim, bit more protection. Seriously, if anyone's got a sombrero for sale, I'm totally on board for buying one now. So what followed was the slowest lawn I've ever mowed. It would probably take me 30, 45 minutes. It's not a big place. Normally, it took 90 minutes because it was with a snip of 30 seconds. Look up, dodge incoming magpie. Uh, and they say if you make eye contact with the magpie, it won't attack you. Therefore, I spent the entire time kind of whippersnipping, but looking up at the air, glancing up, glancing up, watching it. And it's, it's looking at me going, the second you turn your back, champ, you're mine. I'm going, well, I'm not turning my back, dickhead. I'm not. Right. It took forever. I even mowed, pushing the mower towards it. Then I'd move it over one and reverse backwards, pulling it the whole time, staring at it. It still swooped me. So there was actually a time there where I was holding the whippersnipper up with one hand like a magpie repelling periscope whilst mowing with the other hand. And you know what? Some people use bird brain as an insult, but this magpie was bloody smart. It thought about it. It attacked from the side. It had come at me from behind. It had dropped down out of the clouds like the Red Baron in a war movie. It was cunning. It was like a raptor in Jurassic Park, only there's only one of them, and they didn't attack sort of out of the bushes right near my head. But you get the idea, right? The only time I had any peace at all was when someone would ride past on a bike because the only thing it hated more than me with a mower was people on a bike. The irony being, the warning sign, move quickly through the area but don't run, wear a hat. The people on the bikes were doing all of that. They had helmets on and just as well they did because as soon as they rode past, the magpie would be off after it and peck, 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 peck. And that should have been my opportunity to get some work done. But I was too busy laughing because for once someone was getting attacked and it wasn't me. No thanks needed. All right, beautiful people, that brings us to the end of another episode of No Thanks Needed. Thank you very much for listening. If you could tell at least one person about this, get them to uh, jump on board. I'd really love that. Thanks. Chat to you next week. Bye. No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Produced by the Podcast Boss. 